Hello everyone and welcome back to the mother-in-law suite. This week I am joined by a good dear friend, go way back, back from middle school, good friend Tommy. How you doing Tommy? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing pretty good bro. Good, good. Pretty good. Today was your day off, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, how'd you enjoy your how'd you enjoy your day off? I'm jealous. I have literally done nothing all day. <laughs> hey, you know, that's <laughs> those are the best days, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I give myself those on my best days. On my quote unquote weekends, I give myself at least one day where I just do nothing. There you go. That's how it's done. But hey, you know, at least you're here. Now you got something. Yeah. Now you're doing something. Yeah. So uh you, you graduated from FSU with a bachelor's degree how many years ago? It was uh, 2020, uh, right? 2020 was when year. you graduated? 2021. Oh, 2021 was when you graduated. Yeah, there you go, yeah. bro. That, there you go. Yeah, you graduated with a bachelor's. What, what was the bachelor's in? Uh, bachelor's in criminology with a minor in public administration. Wow, we. Oh, yeah. Well, we so 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 what did that consist of as study wise like what did you what kind of classes did you have to take and was it like a difficult major or did it was it a lot or you it, know um the major itself it? oh yeah i very much enjoyed it the major itself wasn't too terribly difficult i mean there were a few difficult classes with just difficult professors but uh criminology is essentially a subfield of sociology uh okay. which just focuses on how crime affects society Okay. So did you have to take like any like um like psychology classes with that? So in society is in a sense of like specifically like not necessarily political but like on a mass scale or like via the person themselves. Um I'm, I'm on all levels. So they're like the mic levels, the okay. micro and macro level. Um yeah. Um interesting. Mm -hmm. Dang. Well, now now you're working for um uh what is it a I work facility for a, up north in North Florida? Yeah, I work for a police department what? up north now. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. You got some stories I heard before yes. we get into those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we we've been we go way back. You know, we before he he went to college and everything. Uh, we met in band. Yeah, for, for band in middle those school. of you who don't know. Yeah, exactly. Band in middle school. I remember he said, hey, you play Minecraft? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, I play Minecraft. Yeah. Is that even <laughs> a question, yeah, dude? Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tromboners, a couple of tromboners. We're oh, playing yeah. our little, little tooting our horns, sliding our whistles, you know. We're, <laughs> we're, we're playing, we're memeing. Oh, yeah. From day one. Yeah, no, bro. It was it was a it was a fun time. Many many a band trips, many a many a field oh, yeah. trips, many a tomfoolery. It was good, good, good fun. I remember one time. Remember we were uh, we were marching set and uh, we were running drill. We were trying to set. I think we were trying to set the course. I think it was like uh, like early season, like it was band camp kind of thing, and we were trying to set our our show. And I like hurt my back like standing or something i don't know what i did i was you know i was so out of shape i probably would just stood like wrong and i hurt my back and i was like tommy please step on my back dear god yeah it hurt so bad and he stepped on my back and i swore it cracked like in 17 different places i remember you got off and like you shook you're like never have me do that again that was disgusting he said i felt it in my feet <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember man. that that's, oh, that's yeah. how it was but... <laughs> yeah man god so going back to the classes did you have any classes um that stood out to you like when when you were taking when you were working on your degree uh yeah um not necessarily specific classes but i had some professors that i really okay. really liked a lot um that's good you know just I, I really enjoyed their teaching style and also like what they were teaching um it, it was just you know, super current, up-to-date research on the field of criminology. So I just really appreciated nice. that. All right. I mean, did the, the professors you have, I mean, they were, did they have like firsthand experience in the field with, with what they were teaching or was it like? Um, no. Uh, well, no. Yeah, yes and no. So the criminologists are researchers. Um, okay. They, you know, collect data, they run studies and, you know they crunch numbers and all that fun stuff um <laughs> tons and tons and tons of research but like oh, yeah 
Um, as for any of them like working in the field, like law enforcement, I don't believe any of them have done that or okay. corrections or in the criminal justice system, I, but they're deeply tied into it. Oh, absolutely. Um, like a lot of them, one of my, one of my professors, um, her husband is an ex-con. Um, and that was her motivation to get into it. I had another professor who her husband was a cop, um, and another professor who his dad was a cop. Um, okay. So, yeah. Hey. Nice, nice, nice. Now, even though you graduated, your your schooling didn't stop there because you had to go to the academy, right? Yes, I had to spend six yeah. months in the police academy. How, and how did that go, comparative to your your major, like your college Honestly, experience? Compared to my degree, yeah, uh, it was much harder. Okay, it was actually yeah. a lot harder. Um, just the amount of time you spend, and uh, the, the the how quickly you're expected to learn things um, it's just much more intense and plus you're adding in like essentially like a military boot camp style where yeah. you do PT multiple times a week you have to do a, a morning color ceremony every morning when the sun rises you know stuff like that so it's it was, it's the academy is extremely difficult much more people so not only, much more like, difficult than people think it is yeah not only is it like trying to shape your like um your understanding and knowledge it's not just trying to morph your mentality it's trying to like or i mean it's trying to morph your mentality as well as broaden your knowledge on the matter of what you're going to be doing like for oh, yeah. your job like it's trying to like not like it's trying to just get you ready to to be in that kind of sense you know it's yeah. trying to get you into that like into the groove you know so you can kind of stay in that routine basically just establish a routine especially like in not only physical like nature of waking up earlier or being able to be expendable and, and um such but allow you to I, I i get it that's kind of crazy yeah you know did you were you expecting it to be as hard as it was or no was, did you expect it to be harder okay no so you expected to be I had, like i had no idea what i was okay. expecting going into it honestly but yeah. uh, I ended up learning that I actually spend more time sitting in class at the academy than I did for my entire four-year degree. Dang. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what, do, you, do you look back a lot at, um, like at your degree or um, at uh, the academy often like and while, while you're in the field working today do you ever have moments where you're like oh this is like when you were taught something or um, oh, does it like correlations and relations yeah absolutely so um one thing that i, I think pretty much daily when i'm working mm -hmm. is that i wish the academy did more like even though it's six months of the most intense learning i've ever done like being out on the street it's it's there's still so much I don't know, uh, and I wish I knew. Dang. I mean, a lot of it is experience-based, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, how long, when did when, when, when did the idea come in to that you were like, hey, man, I, I want to, like, you, you, when did it come into your mind that you wanted to study criminology? Um, well, I knew I wanted to be involved in the criminal justice system since high school, uh, but I just didn't know quite where. Yeah. Um, like where I wanted to be in it. Um, and, you know, once I was up here uh, for FSU, there was a, a recruiting event, um, you know, from all over the country, uh, essentially different agencies from all over the country, even federal agencies came and did like a recruiting spiel. Uh, and I, I found one that I, I liked and uh, picked that one. So um, working in the field today, I mean, how do you enjoy the work the line of work you're in do you enjoy like oh your yeah. Job? yeah 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 um the first few weeks were honestly terrifying i can um, imagine absolutely <laughs> terrifying um but now i'm starting to get more into the groove of I'm, I'm actually enjoying my job i enjoy what i do um i'm feeling more comfortable with going into work every day and coming home um and with the people i work with especially yeah I remember a while back um, when you were first, like, I think it was like your second year. I think you just got your AA and you were kind of like first, like actually now just starting to work on your major. I remember you were 
you were talking to someone, I can't remember who, it might have been some chick you matched with on Tinder a long time ago or something. <laughs> but, oh, like, <laughs> it was something about, like, you being a cop, and they, they got upset about it. And yeah, that happened a lot. It, yeah, but I remember your quote, you're like, these people are getting mad at me, but, like, what are they doing about it, you know? Like, yeah. I, I'm becoming a cop to fix what's wrong. Like I'm, I'm becoming a cop to like maybe help progress the system. Exactly. Can, that was that's like, a B work. That was a massive motivator for me, and um, that stuck with me. I, I remember you stating stating that I was like, wow, that's kind of like an ins like that's a good take. Like not no nobody nobody yeah. does that. Like everybody like doesn't want to become one because it's the association aspect. But like you don't care about the association because you're trying to make the change. Like does that? I don't know Absolutely. if that makes sense or not. But it's like it's. I, I, I remember you saying that and it really stuck with me and I was like, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the big things that I'm, I'm kind of excited to see uh, the future of law enforcement um, is pretty much everybody in my academy class for the basic recruit class, everybody was like, I'm, I'm coming into this to help change the perception of law enforcement, um, you know, to, to help people. Okay. That's really good. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, on, I mean, on the job, like, have you come into situations that have like made you doubt your decisions that led you to the point to where you're working now? Have you ever like faced doubt in, in yourself at, or in the uh, choices you made, like to get you this far? Like, were you, did you ever like not necessarily doubt yourself, but like doubt the path or like have like hesitations. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would think anyone who doesn't in their first couple weeks of FTO who doesn't think, Oh my God, what did I get myself into? Anyone who doesn't think that I think is crazy because Do you have like a position or like a, a moment in mind that like made you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, there were a few days where I was like getting ready for work, um, which, you know, takes like, 30 to 45 minutes to act, like actually get ready um, where like I'm getting all my stuff on, you know, putting my belt on, getting my vest ready, um, making sure my medical bag is all set and prepped in case I need it. Uh, or like, I'm just like thinking to myself, like, holy crap, what did I get myself into? Like the, the job is just so intense that yeah. anyone who doesn't think that is just crazy. <laughs> I know there there are a lot of people who they experience very traumatic things, and that for them is like, holy crap, what am I doing? Um, thankfully, I mean, how I, did you? I haven't experienced anything traumatic yet. I mean, I've seen a few people dead. I've seen a poor young man who was shot up, you know, yeah, bullet holes in his chest in the hospital. Um, Just horrifying stuff you wouldn't see normally. But like thankfully that really hasn't affected me but i know for a lot of people they, they see things like that but then they go on one call that is just absolutely traumatic to them yeah. um like i know they could hit too of, close to home or something yeah one of my higher ups he he has this call he talks about where he went to a a quadruple murder scene um. where a father had murdered his wife and three children um the children were sitting on their couch, like with the TV in front of them playing like Super Mario or something. Um, and they were all shot in the back of the head. Um, but like the Super Mario music was still playing in the background when he got there. So like if he hears the Super Mario theme, it just, tr it absolutely triggers him. Um, and, and for some reason that call specifically really stays with him. Dang man. Horrifying yeah. stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, how did you, how did you, um, work yourself back up? Like, how did you not give into that doubt? Like, was there something like you just kept pushing on? You told yourself, this is what I want or. Yeah. I, well, honestly, it's just, I just threw myself back into it, you know, like, okay. um, each day I come, I come back being a little bit more confident in my ability. Okay. Um, you know, like that self doubt is like, you know, I'm too stupid to do this job. I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, each day you come back, you know, you may learn a little bit more, even if nothing exactly. happened, even if you don't go on any calls, you know, you still, you come back learning a little bit more just through like osmosis of being around other officers. I mean, have you, know, have you been to a call 
and then like noticed like like you need to check yourself here or something like immediately um emotion wise no um, not emotion but like what about like um like as in check yourself let me rephrase um like work on something like analyze oh every um, single time. analytical against yourself like every um... single time okay yeah and that's that's also part of uh, a good reason why we have um ftos with us is the okay. fto is monitoring everything we're doing um and they'll critique us once we get finished with the call okay yeah and how long do you have an fto for um four to five months depending on how well you do um so you know, keeping my fingers crossed for four months, but we'll an see. FTO st stands for field training officer. Or? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I mean, do you have any calls that really stuck with you, either either good or bad? Um. Yeah. So I had one kind of dangerous call where I'm working. Um, a what is it called? A directed patrol essentially so um my specific squad was assigned to do something specific so like um they'll say okay the northwest squad you guys are gonna do traffic throughout the entire city uh, instead of you know working your normal zone um because we have extra staffing that can cover your zone so you know don't have to worry about it um so we were doing traffic stops um in an area where i don't typically work Okay. Um, we pull a guy over for, uh, like a equipment violation. I think some of his lights weren't working. Okay. Um, so we pull him over. Um, he immediately like sticks his hand outside the window, which I was like, okay, cool. You know, that's whatever. But my FTO, like later he said, that's a big sign. <laughs> um, so we get up there, I go, um, uh, make contact with the driver at the window um, I said, hey, man, how you doing? Um, I'm officer so-and-so. Um, reason I'm pulling you over is because you have uh, an equipment violation. One of your headlights is out. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it does that. I essentially just have to kick it, and it'll start working again. Um, I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so I asked him, can I see your driver's license, registration, proof of insurance? Um, so... He hands me those. He says, oh, I think I have my registration in the glove box. I was like, okay, go, you know, go ahead and grab it. Because um, I don't want to reach my hands in there. Exactly. Um, so he opens his glove box, and the very first thing I see is a pistol. Uh -huh. um, and he, he continues to reach in. And I, I immediately start yelling at him, like, stop, 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 get your hand back. Um, and then he realizes the pistol is there too. Um, so there was very much a pucker factor there for me. Because he was uh -huh. like actively reaching for the pistol, but he wasn't reaching for this pistol specifically. Yeah, um, I understand. He that. yeah, he that's... genuinely forgot it was there. So <laughs> that was great. That that terrified me. Is he a? Uh, I mean, did he have a CCW or anything? Uh, yeah, we we he had his CCW permit. Um, so we ran him for warrants. Um, as well, he was totally clean. Um, CCW was valid. The firearm is valid. Um, we ended up just, I, I ended up giving him a verbal warning for the, uh, um, the equipment violation. Malfunction, yeah. Um, I said, all right, you know, let's, you know, you can pull into the parking lot literally right here because we pulled over in the turn lane for the parking lot. I said, you can just pull into the parking lot, kick your headlight, get it working and, you know, be on your way. Um, but, you know, just make sure you let people know if it, it, another officer if you have a firearm in the car or not, um, yeah. which is also partially on me because I didn't ask, Hey man, do you have any weapons in the car? Anything like that? Yeah. And what my FTO said, the big clue there is whenever people are like, you know, sticking their hands out the windows and stuff that, that should raise your suspicion that this isn't going to be a normal quote unquote normal, even though there's no, there's no such thing as a normal traffic. I stop. mean, out of habit, I mean, out of habit, he probably stuck his hands out because he, he would normally carry it or something. Maybe. And, and he, he might have just forgot it was in the car or in that split second i mean i remember like you, you people forget things in a split second so he, he probably stuck him out like knowing he had a gun but then when you got up there and started talking to him he could have forgot in that like few second notice or few Maybe. second window you know because yeah. i remember one time when i was a kid my sister like put her face up against a glass door i know this is like nothing comparable but like 
in, in instance of like forgetting things like we had a sliding glass door my sister came up to it and like put her face against it I was like making faces on it right and like um she ran into a glass door a long time ago so i was like i said i was like laughing at it right yeah and then i was, I had a plan i was an evil kid i had a plan to like <laughs> shut the hall door when she was like coming down and she was going to run into it it was like a stupid idea it was so stupid so i get up and i run to go close the hall door while she's down there but the sliding glass door is still closed and i ran straight through it and like literally a seven second window i forgot it was there (laughs) so so like sometimes your mind starts wondering or if you start having a conversation you may have been nervous you know yeah that is you know that might be it too but it's it's luckily that he like stopped and didn't continue reaching yeah. like and, yeah. and it's it's good that like you know at least he had a, a CCW even though like it was it it would have been nice to know <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah but, you're not obligated to tell if they don't ask you aren't no dang so if that's, I don't if insane. I don't ask somebody they're not obligated to tell me wow I thought I thought you had to. That's that's a crazy. That's that one's weird. I never knew that. Yeah, but essentially, in every concealed carry class, they they will tell you volunteer tell that information. Them. Just volunteer it. Um, because I've worked calls with many people who have concealed carry weapons on them, and I know they do. And the fact that they have it on them isn't a problem. It's whether or not I know they have a weapon, and if I know they're a valid CCW holder, and I know they're a law-abiding citizen, then like everything's totally square, dude. I'm even more comfortable having you here. Uh, yeah. So like, <laughs> it, it all just it, depends on like. So, what is what is the uh, like? Can citizens with CCWs help if there's like something happening? Like, let's say there's like, like let's say you you've already established that someone has a CCW and um they're they're all square, you know everything's good. But then like somebody else at the situation they aren't under arrest the person the ccw they're they're fine but like someone at the situation like pulls out a gun or something like and starts shooting if that citizen that has a ccw pulls and helps like is that that's totally fine yeah so like if it's a if it's a justified action um then legally they're fine um you know it's also like it's also a sense of like if the cops knows like i mean like if you're going to draw a gun you're a cop like yeah if, if it's i'm someone... assuming it's a soupy like a like a spooky situation either way but like mm-hmm. yeah I, I was just curious i mean it's going to be like it'd have to be a really odd situation for something like that to happen but like right and, and uh florida has a some interesting statute on essentially quote unquote deputization by a law enforcement officer. So if I'm in a fight and I I'm losing, like I'm on the ground and the guy, whoever is on top of me and they're winning and I yell at some passerby like, Hey, you know, knock this guy upside the head to get him off of me. They can do that. And it wouldn't wouldn't be (laughs) considered battery. Um, You can, it's, it's very, very rarely used. I don't know of any instances of it being used off the top of my head. Um, but law enforcement has that quote unquote deputization power. It's not called that in the statute, I don't believe, but it's, yeah. it's essentially that where we can temp- like temporarily help, yeah. deputize someone to take law enforcement action if needed in an, very much an emergency. Okay. I mean, Hey, that's, I mean, I feel like that's a safety net. If anything, I feel like that's pretty good to have in yeah. a lot of scenarios. I mean, as you said, if you're on the ground and someone's wailing on you and somebody's walking by, if you don't have another cop near you, like, yeah, you know, so that's, I've always wondered that, like, if I saw a cop, like having, a, having an issue and like, I could help, oh, man. I, if, I didn't know how to help. <laughs> if, if a random citizen helps a cop that is in danger, they will get whatever, you know, community service award that the department has, they will, the department will give that to you. <laughs> you know, you'll nice. get a you'll get a pin and whatever a medal so um that was like a, a scary situation i mean do you yeah. have any do you have any like um cases that you've worked in where i mean it wasn't necessarily so scary but it was like you felt like you did a really good job or like it, it like a really well like just all around like how how would you say it um, um i've worked a, f- a few like 
neat, like very put together. Like... <laughs> I've worked a few theft investigations where I felt like I did a very good job um, with my end of it, as much as I could do as a patrol officer. Okay. Um, there, there was definitely follow-up needed, but it was going to be from different technical bureaus. Um, yeah. But you know, there, there was one, there's one feel-good case I have um, where we we initially got a, a call of neglect um, where a, a mother reported that her ex-husband um, who had temporary custody of the child, you know, it was his day of the week or whatever. Um, he was at the gym all day and left the five-year-old home alone um, without a phone, without food. Um, so we got a call from her saying that there was a neglect. She's was left home alone without food. Um, so we're expecting this, this little girl's going to need EMS, right? Like yeah. we, we, we always think the worst when we're pulling up to scenes. Um, yeah. but we got there and she was, she was totally fine. Uh, this little girl was, you know, happy and smiling and, you know, greeted us, you know, very warmly. <laughs> She's just all around very cute. Um, and she was just healthy. We were, I was just so relieved to see her healthy. Um, you know. You, I mean, anything could happen while he's at the gym. I mean, he just left, like all day. Yeah, all day, literally from like he, he, he must seven have been in the morning to like I don't know five. He must have been juicing. I don't know how how someone like that's ridiculous. Yeah, mom. The mom said that uh, you know he's at the gym literally like all the time. It's all he does. So, God. Yeah. Um. So you felt like you did justice i mean have you ever had like a really strong sense of justice other like in cases like that like in others um for the sense of justice um I'm trying or, to like not necessarily specific. a sense of justice but like like a sense of accomplishment i mean that one definitely um yeah so far not many um a lot of them they're like considered open active cases where follow-up is needed um, you know, like pulling security camera footage or other stuff. Um, because I work midnights, <laughs> I've historically yeah. worked midnights. I just got a new shift, but you know, I work past when businesses are closed. So I can't, you know, like talk to management and be like, Hey, can you like show us the security camera footage? So someone else has yeah. to do that. Cause I can't, um, but yeah, I I've worked a few, um, theft cases of like, personal property like this one girl who had a an electric scooter that she used to get around because she didn't have a car yeah um some guy just like up and took it um Dang. and the staff of this place you know knew who he was so they gave us his information we were able to run his information find out he already had a warrant for battery and also grand theft so um you know we went around looking for him and functionally we weren't able to find him but we did find um <laughs> we went to his uh his parents' place. His parents, when we got there, like everything, like address-wise, listed that he stayed with his parents. But we got there, and he, uh, he wasn't there. And his parents were like, "Yeah, no, he he doesn't live here anymore. Um, we don't know exactly where he lives, but he doesn't live here." But we found like scooters in the shed. <laughs> wow. I mean, dang. Do you ever like? Uh... Does it feel natural, like the dialogue that you would do, like whenever questioning someone or like asking or investigating a scene or investigating a stop or something? Do you ever feel like, um, like, is it natural the dialogue in which like you next choose? Like, <laughs> I don't want to say like in an RPG or something, but, but like, do you yeah, ever yeah. feel like you choose the wrong dialogue option? Or... Mean. Yeah, absolutely. So part of, um, our learning experience in the program is learning what questions to ask. Um, okay. establishing so um, assault is a, is a perfect example for this um, if we don't ask the victim were you in fear for your life or great bodily harm or something to that effect we we don't have the basis for assault because the whole point with assault is whether or not you were in fear of great bodily harm or death so if we don't ask that then we don't establish you know uh, the point of the crime so yeah it, it's it's Asking first, like, open-ended questions so you can kind of figure out, okay, what crimes may have been committed, and you can narrow it down, um, and then start asking very specific questions to the crime so you can get the elements of it. 
how do you know how many cases you've worked or like how many stops or anything dude i have no idea <laughs> yeah it has, is it a lot yeah <laughs> like you've been okay good um so like i'm assuming there's been times where you've gotten a little you gotten a little tickled <laughs> like like you got oh, a little some funny, funny ones you know yes. there's some funny funny things ha yeah. happening like <laughs> i mean i'm assuming you can't laugh or anything no i can't no. it's been there, <laughs> so so it's like a poker face you're like trying to stifle <laughs> as much as you can yeah um, um especially when people are like um if there's people that are on crack or something and they're just, you know, being they're crazy, bugging. they're, they're being crackheads. Yeah. Like, I, it's so hard for me not to, you know, like, be like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> have to be serious, but <laughs> yeah, that could be hard. Or if it's, if it's something that's like really stupid, um, a lot of, a lot of the calls we get are just straight up domestic disturbances where people are just yelling at each other. And, we get called there. Um, we don't like no crime has been committed. Like we're not taking criminal justice action, but we're there to be it's like yelling, peacekeepers. Like, hey. We're like, all right, calm down. Um, yeah. And it's just always over some petty BS. Like it's so stupid. Um, he used the last of my shampoo when the store is closed. <laughs> it, it, stuff like that. Genuinely. It's, it's like, <laughs> are you guys kidding? Like you can't act like adults. Like you had the, the police have to be here for this. Like, are you serious? He knew I. He knew I haven't washed my hair in three days. I needed it. I it's needed just, it. It's stupid yeah. stuff. I mean, do you have any cases in which like it really, it really pushed you, where you were like, you're really trying? No. Um, I honestly don't care. As long as I'm doing something, I don't care what it is. Um, I just don't like sitting in the car. Well, I mean, really trying not to laugh is what. Oh, I'm saying. trying not to like, laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's one, but it's it's a very fresh case, so I don't think I can very oh, okay, I can okay, talk okay, about okay. it. Okay. Um, but <laughs> it just involves how another officer like sat and engaged another person. I just thought it was very funny, <laughs> and I, I understand, trying yeah. very hard not to laugh. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll see. I mean, I'll see these videos on here, and they'll like kind of they'll be joshing around sometimes. I mean, a lot of it is like there's a lot of banter. That I've noticed, oh, absolutely. like, and like, like, at least in like live, uh, like, cams of footage off, uh, on like officer body cams or something, oh, yeah. or like, in like the recording of like some dude that's just recording, like, <laughs> the whatever, you know, like, a lot of it is banter. And sometimes I like, if I, I'm like, if I'm in that situation, bro, I'm losing it. Like, I, <laughs> I can't be doing that. Yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff said, uh, mostly when like, if we're debriefing after something and, you know, let's just say three or four officers went on a call together, we may debrief after or, you know, on a later date, something like that. We'll like, you know, crack jokes about the case, um, mm -hmm. you know, just essentially like dark humor to try and cope with the craziness of our job. Do you have any um, cases you can speak about that like really stuck out to you? Um, I mean, it could stick out for any reason, if it, like for or for no reason at all. Just anything that comes to your mind that you can speak about or that you feel comfortable talking about. If not, then that's perfectly <laughs> fine, and I understand. Um, there's just one funny one. Um, I think I can talk about it because it's not criminal in nature, but it's it was of this uh, poor young kid who had too much to drink. Um, we were called on an agency assist for EMS. And mm -hmm. also the fire department. Um, so he had too much to drink. He was up five store, like up five flights of stairs in an apartment building, and the apartment elevator was broken. So EMS and fire had to carry him down on this like chair. Yeah. That they, they strapped him into. Um, and as they're carrying him down, I'm like trying to get statements from people to like figure out what's going on. Um, we we also um on cases like that we try to see if we can establish stuff for like baker or marchman act where essentially someone's not able to take care of themselves anymore yeah uh, either because of mental illness or because of um you know uh, uncontrolled state substance abuse um yeah so we were thinking you know is he too impaired right now that he needs to be put in protective custody in the hospital um i think the EM ems just take ended up taking him under implied consent um 
as he was half unconscious. <laughs> he kept like coming in and out, and he was just saying some very ridiculous things. Like yeah. I don't even remember um, <laughs> the exact verbiage, but I remember one time he like took his two like two fingers made a V and did the sheesh thing like on his like <laughs> inner elbow. <laughs> he just he would like one second he's asleep and the next second he does that like super intensely and then he just like he passes out again it's just this this like dead dude on a yeah. on, on, on this gurney and he wakes up yeah he goes back to sleep god yeah and all of his friends are there and they're like dude stop you need to stop stop sit down go to sleep stop god kyle chill <laughs> like, this is so stupid but yeah, he, he ended up going to the hospital, getting an IV, and I'm sure he's doing fine now. <laughs> hey, you know, that's that's wild. Yeah, it was just that was a funny one. I remember my buddy um, Franz was drunk one time, and he was walking down. I, I wasn't with them. You know, I heard I heard the story like from uh, his friend and himself but he was like blackout so i heard it from like the person that was there like he was like walking and then he just laid down on the sidewalk <laughs> like ron's just like gave up yeah we ended up finding a kid who, just, um, like... <laughs> who actually nearby uh this was a different night but nearby to that location where there's like this whole set of clubs where like a bunch of kids go to yeah um we ended up finding another kid on the ground like another, you know also like half coherent throwing up on himself uh we we called ems ems to him uh but i made the mistake of touching his shirt which i didn't realize had vomit on it (laughs) (laughs) yeah gross so that was my first experience accidentally touching the gross sticky the gross sticky icky you know the gross sticky icky nasty nasty dang man yeah we had uh let me think go ahead We, we had this one call of this kid who took too much LSD. I think I told you this story. He, um, yeah. he pooped all over himself. Um, uh, <laughs> he took his poop and spread it all the, all over the wall and like started finger painting with it. Oh um, God. and then his roommate was like, Hey man, you need to stop. And then he just socked him in the jaw. So we go, we get there. think like our initial call is for like battery. So yeah, we're like, um, okay, probably just, you know, some roommates fighting that got out of, you know, out of hand or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we we get there and we realize something smells bad. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we discover the scene, the beautiful Goodness, scene. man. That's. Ooh. Yeah, he ended up getting um, transported to the hospital under protective custody. So, because he wasn't in control of his own actions anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> that Goodness. was nice. Um, I mean, so even, even when you're not working, uh, we've been, I mean, I've, I've talked about it a few times here on the podcast, but you picked up ready or not recently too. Oh, mm-hmm. so it's, it's work away from home kind of thing, <laughs> but, but I mean, it's a little bit more, I mean, it's yeah. not necessarily your line of work. This is like SWAT or like, yeah, it's a little you know, different, but there's a lot of things that apply to patrol as well because um, if we're talking building clearing which patrol does if we get a burglary call or like a burglary alarm any yeah. alarm response we we clear the building okay um, and we do that with guns out um, yeah. we, if, if it's a burglary you know we're assuming somebody used force to gain entry to the building so they may use force on people responding to that um, and also we don't know what's inside the building like we had one of a pawn shop um and the pawn shop sold a lot of guns so if someone broke into that pawn shop and armed themselves there could have been a shootout right then and there yeah so we we always uh have guns out whenever we're doing building clearing for like alarms um now does like uh in florida i i I remember i think i remember reading this or not um but no knocks are very rare in florida like a no knock search warrant Mm-hmm. okay yeah my department oh, oh. does not do them at all period thankfully okay that's good yeah i was just curious because i i know there was like a, a bunch of situations especially re- recently um, yeah in, in which like it, it just like there, there was this one that sticks out to me i don't remember the the the, the, the man's name but um 
he was asleep. I think he had a C. I think he had a CCW and everything, and he had his he had his I gun think I think on the table about, yeah. or something. And they they raid into this house, right? So imagine being asleep, right? And then within three seconds, being killed. Like, yeah. If you're asleep and you hear someone literally break down your door, two seconds later or one second later, you have a flashlight pointing in your face. The seconds, the next second, you're reaching for your gun because you don't know what's happening. And someone's breaking into your house. And then on the third second, you're shot, and you're dead. Yeah, yeah, no, because we, you're probably not shot once. You're probably going to be shot more than once. Yeah, like we, if you're reaching for a gun, like so. I mean, it, it, that's insane. So I mean, I, I, I'm thankful that that's like. Yeah, we we very out. much make sure that everyone inside the building and their neighbor knows that the police are out front. That's good. Before we make yeah. entry, so. Like, um, I had another thought. I and even of... as we're, like, clearing it, um, you know, if we, we enter a large building and then there's, like, a, a massive foyer and the foyer leads to a hallway, we'll announce as we come into the foyer and then if we're, before we enter the hallway, we'll announce again. So anytime we're going into, like, another space where voice range may be limited, uh, we'll announce again. Okay. Yeah, so we'll continually announce as we're going through. That's good. That's good. I mean, I think wasn't no knock originally. It was it was administered during the Nixon, right? For um, like the war on drugs, the entire the entire. Probably. I think the entire point of it, sure, the history of it. I'm pretty sure the entire history of it was like to catch drug dealers by surprise so they don't hide the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> so they don't like flush it down the toilet and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm pretty so some. You know some bs like but whatever i mean at least i think it's going out of fashion in more states than not right now anyways like especially yeah. like you said in florida your your, your department doesn't even do it anymore yeah so no. that's that's good i don't know if they um, ever did in the first place but yeah. yeah we don't do it now um but other than that i mean i, I i've seen you've been playing some destiny that that new uh heck yeah the witch queen I, yeah, how's that coming? How's that going? How's that doing? I'm enjoying it a lot. I just wish I had more time to devote to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you have you gotten far in it at all or have you like um, flushed it out? Or has it been flushed I've, out? I've I finished the campaign. Um I'm just trying to get up to a certain like power level so that I can do it on legendary and um there are a few legend or not legendary, but a few high power level missions um but I'm not quite there yet. Okay. Um so I just need to keep grinding. Compa yep. Is it comparable to the other campaigns? Is it good or? Um, I'd say it's better. Better than the other ones. Um, there's a lot of, um, a lot of future opportunity for Destiny. I think, um, with the story, um, and also like the gameplay. A lot of the re the reason people stopped playing Destiny was because the Destiny Two gameplay was just kind of stagnant, Gr um, grindy. Yeah, it's it's definitely still grindy, but there's still a lot of opportunity um, into like okay. what you can enjoy do and how you enjoy yourself playing it. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Is there any, anything else you've been playing or anything you've been watching? Um, not really. No, I've, I've been so busy with work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's been about it. I mean, as long as you enjoy what you're doing, I mean. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Yeah, I, I've been uh, I've been playing Elden Ring. I don't know. Do, Elden have Ring, you ever yeah. Played a Souls game? I have not. Yeah, <laughs> you, <laughs> should, you should try to get around to one if you can. They're they're pretty good. Um, Seems like a big time commitment. The, the some of them are. Elden Ring definitely is. Yeah. Dark Souls three, you could probably sink like 30, 40 hours into it and finish it. Uh -huh. Yeah, I didn't even know that they were like the same like series until. I don't know. Maybe last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's. I I'm enjoying it. I have about thirty hours in, and like yeah. I only beat the like second main boss out of five. Dang. So wow. I've been running around. Yeah, there's a bunch of like mini bosses and dungeons and things you can go into. Yeah. And like that's like and that's just like off the first build. Like there's like seven different classes you can choose from, and each time you oh, wow. you can go down a different path. <laughs> so like. The, the replayability and like what you it's can there. do in general so like, so big how would you compare it to skyrim then if we're talking replay replayability um 
they're they're different games but base base game i could see this game like that's a hard question to answer <laughs> yeah skyrim has like a bunch of side quests and the questing in skyrim take Questy. a long time as they are yeah um in elden ring the, what takes time is like the learning and like learning the mechanics learning the moves learning when to time like when to roll yeah. learning how to build your character learning what to level up learning what the items do learning where you have to go you know like so if, destiny, if you yeah. if you're if you're like intuitive like you can you, you can pick it up quick and like each each playthrough you can do but like solely speaking on like replayability and how many times you can play it over and over again with and like experience something new every time Mm -hmm. I, I could see Elden Ring kind of taking the win. Um, with Skyrim, it feels like it. I mean, it's it's a bit dated now, yeah. but like, sure the 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 options that you have can change, and you can you can go down different paths and do some things a little bit different. But in the core gameplay, it's still Skyrim kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess it's in the same way as Elden Ring, but like depending on the weapon you're using in Elden Ring can change your entire play style. And that's what okay. makes the game. Like the, the entire the appeal of Dark Souls and like the Souls-like franchise is the is the mechanics and the movement and the gameplay and the combat. Yeah. You know, it's it's not necessarily like the story and yeah. the immersion. I mean, sure you can get immersed in the game. That's for sure, but it's like it, uh, I feel like Elden Ring is the least boss rush, boss rushy of the of the series, but it's still okay. like a boss rush. Like you 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 go to the next boss, you fight it, you like level up. Okay, I'm not there just yet. Let's go back and grind some souls, or let's go back and try to fight find some like little side guy that I can do. You know, um, it's really neat. Um, plus, they added a horse to this one, which they never yeah. had a horse before, and it it. it it's good to feel because the other souls games are pretty linear like they're open world because you can go back to any bonfire you visited and you there's like yeah. checkpoints that like tie like roots together but it's pretty like i don't want to say it's obvious but it's like it's pretty direct and where you need to go next sometimes it's not so obvious on where you do need to go or where you have to go or where you should go at what time and when yeah but like um either way th those used to be linear but this one it like drops you in you can go north south east or west <laughs> like <laughs> you, you can you can go and like there's no stopping you <laughs> right so it's it's pretty neat i i'm enjoying it I, if anybody hasn't picked it up they i think they should pick it up very fun very very interesting it's, i mean it's a hard game but like yeah i, I mean mario was hard you know like you die everybody died on like the second level you know but that didn't mean they stopped they went right. back said oh there's a goomba that spawns here you know right yeah so that's it's just essentially taking games back to like a skill base or yeah. like a uh learning like a, how to exactly and overcoming exactly yeah that makes sense yeah it, it, the sense of accomplishment in playing those games not necessarily like for bragging rights a lot of people think like people play dark souls to like to, to brag that they beat it it's like well no it's to like justify yourself that you can do it i mean like right you'll fight the same boss for like sometimes hours yeah. but boy when you beat that <laughs> the high you get from beating that boss you spent two hours fighting uh -huh. bro <laughs> takes a while to die down Dang, be yeah. sitting there wake up the next morning be like yeah, yeah. screw that vort you know <laughs> take that vort like so yeah yeah wow. um i'm playing star citizen oh i just right. beat i just beat uh breaking bad or not beat <laughs> i just yeah. finished breaking bad oh yeah yeah um yeah have you ever watched it? it i have you not haven't? bro uh, definitely watch it um normal crime dramas on tv are usually set in the on the standpoint of like ncis so like on the cop right. side right yeah or on the like justice side right yeah and this show about that for a while. it's on the opposite side you know 
And it, it's cool because it shows you like all these different types of criminals. It shows you the criminals just that, that are just criminals to be criminals. It shows you the people that have been turned to, crim to being a criminal because they've not necessarily been forced to, but that been like not kind of like pushed into it. Then there's people who made it by choice because it, it was beneficial to them, you know? So it's really interesting in the way they wrote it and the in everything that that can come from it. it, it it's it's I think it's really cool. No, no, I mean I'm not like in the show. It's like criminal is like I don't want to say like an understatement, but like we're we're talking about like meth empires, you know, like yeah. kind of thing. So like these are like what are they called? Blue collar criminals or not not blue collar criminals? That's like uh, white collar. White collar is like financial crime. Yeah, white collar. So, so white collar is financial crime, but like the other is like, what I'm saying is like multi-million, billion-dollar criminal kind of things, you know? Yeah. Like, so, so it it gets into the it gets into like chess play kind of thing, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like make your move. Oh, <laughs> you know I'm here. You know I'm doing this, but you can't bag me because you don't have evidence. It kind of, it, it, it's it's really cool. It's it's like a cat and mouse chase, but it's yeah. It's neat. Very good show. Highly recommend watching it. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about it for years. Hi highly recommend watching it. First season's kind of hard to get through because um, it's like establishing a lot of plot and why he's doing it. Right. But then the second season, it like really turns up. Ooh. Like it really turns up. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. Wow. Very good. It's very good. Um. I've I've been looking at this show that I wanted to watch. Uh, it's an anime called um, Records of Ragnarok. Right? Records of Ragnarok. Yeah, and it's about all these gods, right? Uh huh. And they have. They're basically like, all right, humanity's like fucked. <laughs> humanity's horrible, right? We should just kill them all and restart. Is is what it's saying, right? But then, like, uh, some of the gods, like, half of them are like, well, before we just do that, let's have them justify it, right? Let's ha let's ha let's see if they can justify it, right? Yeah. So what they do is they take key human figures throughout history and pit them against these gods, yeah. right? In this kind of tournament-style art. So you'll see, like, King Arthur and, like, Adam from Adam and Eve, you know? Like, all these people in this, like, tournament arc style of a shonen anime. And they're just, what like, the throwing heck? down with, like, Hercules. <laughs> and, like, Zeus. What <laughs> like, the heck? It's insane. It looks so cool. So I've been thinking about watching that. It sounds literally nuts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I've been kind of wanting to watch that. And give me a little break from one piece i i love one piece but sometimes you just i gotta i gotta i'm on yeah. episode seven or 676 or something you know it's not gonna end anytime soon right so i gotta i i kind of want to take a little not necessarily a little break i'm still watching it but like i ain't trying to only watch that i'll watch an episode like a day or something but like right i want to start i want to start some other stuff i was looking for some slice slice of life or con comedy or something mm-hmm some news i don't know if you watch much anime or not but you know country roll yeah i've heard of country Roll. do you know what funimation is i've heard of that is that like another streaming service yeah basically um it's sony's streaming service sony oh, okay. actually recently bought out crunchy roll ah so now they're merging the two but the good gotcha. thing is um i think a lot of people think this is probably the best um crunchy roll has a better app and just better received anyways in general um so instead of like moving Crunchyroll to fun Funimation, Sony made the right decision and decided to move their platform to the platform that they just recently required. So they're okay. just mer merging Funimation to Crunchyroll basically. Interesting. It's wow. really neat. Yeah, so there's like a bunch of shows that you couldn't get on Crunchyroll like Space Space Dandy or Cowboy Bebop or Samurai Champloo that were available on Funimation now available on Crunchyroll. What you're is saying is now that they're now Sony has an anime monopoly. Yeah, kind of. At least on the <laughs> western side, yeah. Holy <laughs> For crap. sure. But it, it, hey, man, you know. <laughs> that's all it is. Everything's monopoly. Thank you, Cap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thanks, capitalism, I guess. <laughs> like Microsoft <laughs> getting, what is it? Microsoft just picked up uh, um, oh, yeah, they're giant. Blizzard. Yeah. And then Sony just bought out 
Bungie, you know. Yeah. So everything's going crazy. What's happening anymore? Who knows? Who knows? You know, but have you been uh, what you've been listening to like music wise? Have you had any uh any bops? Yeah, anything anything big worth mentioning? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What's your uh what's your Spotify recommended for this week or something? Um, my recommended is always messed up, so I never (laughs) use it. <laughs> Excuse um, me. Let's see. What can I recommend? I got um, Boogie by Brockhampton. Ooh, Brockhampton's kind of crazy. I love yeah. Brockhampton. Yeah, I've been listening on that onto my yeah, listen to that on my way to work to snap myself out of the holy shit what am i doing with my life (laughs) (laughs) that that's the like 6 a.m like oh god (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel that i mean i i'll be like waking up at like i'll wake up at like 6 30 and i'm like sitting there in my bed i'm like dear god i have to move like i'm not gonna move and I'm like sitting there brushing my teeth. I'm like, I'm not doing it today. I'm just not doing it today. Today's not the day. <laughs> Today's not the day. And then I like get there and I'm like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you get to work and you're like, okay, I'm fine. Once you get like your caffeine in you, you're like, oh, I'm totally yeah. fine. I was just being dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I'm just not a morning person <laughs> like at all. And yeah, it, no. It, like working an early morning job just like drains me. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully you guys keep listening. <laughs> I can do this full time. Daily, daily mother-in-law suite coming Ooh, in. All. Look at that. Joking. That'd be crazy. No, that's so much. That would be an insane amount, yeah. Yeah. Uh, bi-week, no, not bi-weekly. That means tw- like... Uh, every other week. Uh, Try daily, every three days. There we go. That could be something plausible. Okay, yeah. But... Yeah, no. Is there a is there anything anything else you you'd like to mention? Not really. For oh, hold on. I need to give my Spotify recommended. I'm like, "Tommy, what are you listening to?" And I didn't even tell you Spotify's <laughs> mine. Dang. Um, I think I don't remember if I mentioned it, but Animals as Leaders have released some new um Oh, I think I did mention it, but they 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 have a few new singles coming out because their album's coming out soon. Um, Gordian Knot, G O R D I A N space N A U G H T. Um, it, that's a new single that they put out. Very good, very neat, very yeah. proggy, very gentsy, very just all around animals as leader, leaders. Uh, yeah. Very nice, very crisp. Um. <laughs> Right now on my recommended for today, I have Murray Pringle. I don't know who this is. I might have listened to him once before, but I, I honestly couldn't tell you this looks sick. I'm going to actually listen to this too soon. Um, he doesn't have a description. He has a few albums. Four Day Weekend, Stab. No, Four Day Weekend's an e- e- EP. Stab's is a single. And Sunday Lines is an EP. But his his style is making me think of this another artist um, called Owain. Owain? Owain. O-W-A-N-E. Um, very good. Oh my god, and he has a new album. Look at that. It's not like the newest thing in the world, but... um. It's, it came out in 2021, but it's new to me. I didn't know he came out with something. It's Owain and Jack Gardner. It's called Chapter One, Shredemption. <laughs> Redemption. Yeah, Shredemption. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so let's go go check that out. He has, re- it's really good. He has some really good songs. Um, K is one of them, literally just K in quotation marks. Another one is Rock is Too Heavy very good very jazzy it's like this this like jazz fusion prog kind of like it's prog jazz like for the most part it's so good it's so neat um love juice is another one his um earlier ep uh dono solid but his like first ep which i think is um no his first ep is dono um quitting the gym 
that one's a solid solid one too and then wrecked r-e-k-t solid song bro oh oh, wayne in general you you put it on and it's an instrumental very just it's a vibe go listen to him (laughs) go listen to him but that's i think i think that's i think that's about it i mean you sure you got nothing else to say nothing to do nothing no 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 last messages no just uh no my my message to the public is uh first off not everything needs the police but we are glad to go <laughs> and yeah. uh, stop committing crimes please <laughs> i would yeah, stop. i would i would much rather not have a job because of there's no need for the police I, I wish exactly that, i wish <laughs> but yeah all right all right well, thank you for coming on tommy it was a pleasure um we got a we gotta i gotta come see you soon yeah man um gotta come over yeah bro i'll, I'll, I'll try I'll, i'm gonna try i think i think that'll be fun i miss you um but thank you listeners for tuning in uh come back next week for another episode of the mother-in-law suite and uh i learned a lot so have you so you you always learn something new at the mother-in-law suite. I definitely did today. So, uh, Amita Zen, uh, Sayonara, uh, I'm blinking. Goodbye. Bye. There we go. The pigs say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>